Hey, what's up, Matt? Hello. Hi, Brian. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody watching. Brian Zimmerman here. Matt Micucci there. Uh, I am the executive editor of Jazz's Magazine. Matt Micucci is, of course, our online editor. And we are back for another episode of Crate Digging, a special episode of Crate Digging. Very special episode. Yeah, I'm, uh, I got chills. <laughs> <laughs> Just thinking about it. Crate Digging is, of course, the show uh, we kind of trying to mimic that feeling of going to the record store, digging through the crates of albums you liked and sharing them with friends. This was back before computer algorithms, before streaming, before robots tried to figure out what kind of music you liked. We figured we would share our favorite albums with you. And this being the month of December, I can't believe it's December already. Um, or maybe I can. It's it, it, it kind of felt like 20 years since these lockdowns began. Anyway, we thought we would look back at this crazy year, which has been called a jazz year because of all the change and adaptation and improvisation and listening we've had to do. Look back at this year through the music that came out of it. So we are going to start by picking our favorite albums of 2020. Uh, this is part one, Matt. This is part one of this conversation. Um, yeah. We each picked 10 albums which was almost an impossible task. Um, and this is part one. So we're going to share five albums each, give you some kind of brief descriptions about them, and hopefully you'll go out and listen to them because we, yeah. uh, we really enjoyed them. Very hard, very hard to pick. Even even though you know we're we're mentioning more albums than we usually do in Crate Digging, still pretty hard to just narrow it down. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, absolutely. And in this year, albums were crucial. They were so important. You know, live jazz pretty much kind of ground to a halt this year um, and a lot of the ways we were able to connect with these musicians, support these musicians um, was through listening to these albums, purchasing these albums. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the plan. Hello to everyone watching Lavinia. Hello to you watching. And as always the smooth jazz family, good morning to you as well. Um, all right, Matt, shall we just leap right in? We've waited all, right. all year. You've told me to keep it super tight. We're going to keep it super tight and uh, we got ready to go. I'm ready to go. I'm buzzing, excited. Let's do it. That's the plan with <laughs> us. But, you know, we have a way of just rambling on. It's what we do. Yeah. Uh, you got to keep, so, it, yeah, keep it here. That's right. And all, by the way, out there listening, everyone listening, Joyce, who's just turning in. Hello to you, Joyce. We want to know about your favorite albums of the year in the comments section. Let us know. Um, yeah. We'll be keeping a close eye. We love getting recommendations from viewers. So, all right, Matt. Let's go ahead and jump into it. First on the list for you, what is it? All right, so it's a Sunra Orchestra. Uh, swirling. All right, keep it short, keep it short. This is the first studio <laughs> album in 20 years. <laughs> it's an inspired tribute to the master Sunra and a revisitation of music from the ensemble's famed repertoire, uh, featuring uh, some of their most celebrated pieces, uh, sometimes blending them together. The big band arrangements are great, and they're by, uh, signed by Marshall Allen, who's a legend in his own right, and he's 96 years old. Wow, he's still making great music. Make no mistake about it, this is truly swirling music. It's the perfect word to define it, rooted in jazz tradition, but also complete with uh, lots of you know great experimentation, proto-electronica, atonal tunings, and so on, and the characteristic uh, space-age motifs. Welcome to the future. <laughs> Very futuristic, you know. If you love Sun Ra, you're gonna love this album. Um, yeah, I I loved it too. It is, uh, you know, a lot of times when people think Sun Ra, they think oh, this is gonna be way out there, atonal, arrhythmic, all that stuff. This one had some groove, Swinging. some some swing <laughs> to uh, to uh, settle into for sure. So yeah, this this was a great album. All right, I'm gonna attempt to pull up my first on the list one here, but it is from Band Leader. 
Maria Schneider. There it is. So this one is called uh, Data Lords. This is her latest. This grew out of, in a way, some of her collaborations with the late uh, David Bowie and grew out of some projects she had been formulating back in 2017. Anybody who has followed Maria Schneider um, knows, in addition to being a brilliant band leader, she's also one of the brightest minds in terms of uh, the economy of music and especially how streaming uh, music and digital music has kind of stripped artists of their rights. Um, so a while ago, she launched a campaign in which she kind of took to task these major data lords, you know, Google, YouTube, Facebook. She's testified in Congress uh, about how they impact uh, artists' earnings. And this is kind of her artistic statement um, about this whole endeavor. It is interesting. The album is broken down into two parts, kind of the tech side and the natural side, as you can kind of see by the album cover here, in which a leaf is split into the motherboard, the you know chip on one side and a leaf on the other. Um, and this music is incredible incredibly powerful. It's searching. It's profound. Um, a lot of interesting conceits in there. She builds one song around a rhythm of Morse code because her father used to be a ham radio enthusiast. And it's kind of a musical statement about how these data lords, these major tech powers are kind of stealing our attention commodifying it and removing us from nature. And of course, music being one of the great natural pleasures. Uh, so it's a really kind of profound listen, in addition to being beautiful. Oh, and guitar heads too. If you're into guitar, you're going to love this album. Ben Monder is on it and uh, Maria Schneider features him beautifully. So that's first for my, lift, for my list, Maria Schneider, Data Lords. All right, Data Lords. Data Lords. My turn. <laughs> Go ahead, Matt. Hot potato, hot potato, passing to you. All right, folks, my second pick is uh, the new album, the latest album by Tigran Hamasian, a visionary uh, pianist, uh, band leader, and so on. And the, the album is called The Call Within. I almost forgot the, the album for a second. But uh, this is an album that is rich in textures and influences range from celestial choirs to uh, the energy of trash metal, from uh, ambient music to of course, Armenian folk music, which is a central element in uh, the music of uh, Hamasian. Uh, there are so many elements that make up the sound of uh, his music, in fact. And uh, they all come together compellingly in this new album. Definitely, these contrasts create a tension that push the narrative of each individual piece and uh, album as a whole forward, uh, sometimes cinematically. In fact, it's no surprise that one of the standout tracks of this album is called Our Film, which I think uh, directly sort of uh, describes the relationship that uh, a listener has to you know in uh, regards to the music which is not uh, too unlike it when it's a music as visionary as that that is presented in this album that between a spectator and uh, and a film so uh yeah second pick uh definitely recommend it the call within all right yeah tigran is a prodigious talent a lot of energy. I love this album as well. Nice pick there, Matt. By the way, good morning to everyone watching. Kolelia Jennings, hello to you. And Art, hello. By the way, if you're watching this and you know someone who may want to learn about uh, some great albums of 2020 or can suggest some great albums, feel free to click the share button. We want to make this a party. Um, I yeah. will move on to my second pick here, if I can pull it up. This one was just a straight-ahead swinger. You know me, Matt. I love... Great American Songbook. Um, I love melody. Uh, I love swing. And this album absolutely uh, hit the target in all of these cases. 
It is the latest by Benny Benack the third. It's called A Lot of Living to Do. And of course, A Lot of Living to Do, that great song from Bye Bye Birdie, is the title track. Um, and he puts an absolutely swinging spin on it. It's rare these days to see. He's, in addition to being a trumpeter, as you can see on the album cover, he's also a vocalist, kind of in the Rat Pack, Frank Sinatra, Mel Torme vein. And it's rare, I think, these days to find a vocalist who is also an instrumentalist. Uh, this album features Christian McBride on a few tunes, and he kind of is liberal with the Great American Songbook. He even includes some covers of songs that were featured in Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Um, so shout out to Mr. Rogers, who coincidentally was a great lover of jazz and one of the first people to feature Wynton Marsalis on TV. Um, so Benny clearly knows his uh, jazz legacy. And this was a great album. If you're just in, if you want to swing, if you want melody, if you want good song, uh, you know, compositions, this is the album for you. Check it out. Benny Benack the third, a lot of living to do. All right, Matt. And we got some recommendations already from Lavinia. Um, right. An instant favorite of mine that I just listened to for the first time yesterday is Dreaming of Trains by Ken Navarro. Yeah. Oh, Ken is great. Very cool. Have to make a note of that. Make a note All right, of that. So I love it. Moving Thanks, on. Lavinia. <clears throat> Thank you, Lavinia. So third pick. Uh, oh, this is great. Uh, it's a, it's the only collaboration between Tony Allen, one of the architects of uh, Afrobeat, and the father of South African jazz, Hugh Mazakela. Uh, wow, this one is uh, truly special. Rejoice, it's called. Uh, recorded in 2010 in London, uh, so, but never completed until uh, last year, World Circuit's producer uh, Nick Gold uh put the finishing touches on the project uh which actually had been discussed by the musicians but they never got around to to do and because of conflict in schedules these you know we know how these things go but um and really this is all i should <laughs> say about the i have to say about the album because it, we're talking about two legends and so uh, and, and we're also talking about two uh, legends who represent different styles of blends of genres uh, between the uh, African styles and the Western styles and the jazz idiom and so on. So what results is really a great uh, meeting of uh, approaches to this music. It's beautiful, inspiring, groovy, joyful music that uh, actually becomes all the more meaningful now that uh, sadly both musicians have passed away. Masakela, I believe, passed away in 2018 and then sadly uh Alan, too, passed away earlier this year. I believe it was in April, so it would have been a month after the actual release of uh, Rejoice. So great album, and that's my third pick. Very cool. All right, I'm going to move on to my third pick. came out in July, and it is by a... Let me see if I can pull up the album cover here. There it is. <laughs> Another just awesome vocalist. That would be Somi. This was a live album. I don't know. I kind of had a predilection for live albums this year because maybe i was craving live music so sure. this is by the vocalist somi and the frankfurt radio big band it's called holy room live at the alter upper uh which is the german old opera i guess um and yeah somi i've been following for a while now she just strikes that balance between you know the kind of classic jazz vocals that i love and another huge musical passion of mine that being like neo soul and world music so um 
she of course kind of is reminiscent of that uh, Ella, Sarah Vaughn, Billy Holiday thing, but she also ties in the Erica Badu, the Jill Scott, you know. And if and if that's your bag, as it is mine, you're gonna love this album. She's accompanied, of course, by the great uh, Frankfurt Radio Big Band, um, and they just bring to life these compositions that really blend world music with a little bit of neo funk, Afro beat. And of course, jazz. Uh, you can feel the energy, you can feel the spirit in this room. And I think that was important for 2020. So this one certainly made my list. Somi live at the Alter Opera. Holy room. Loved it. Excellent. So moving on for me, I believe this is my fourth. No, I can't, I've, I've lost count. Oh, yeah, it is the fourth. <laughs> so my yeah. fourth pick is uh, Luz, Luciana Souza's. Uh, new album storytellers uh well Souza is definitely one of brazil's greatest music artists of today there's no doubt about it and uh while i was familiar more i suppose with her more intimate recordings especially her duos albums that i'm absolutely obsessed with they really get me through some difficult times sometimes and it's amazing music listening to her celebration of brazilian song and poetry in this album was a different experience and a great one uh of course uh, because also it features her alongside vince mendoza and we talked about uh, the frankfurt uh, big band earlier this is uh uh the wdr big band also from germany from cologne and um uh, it was just amazing. Also because Mendoza's arrangements are wonderfully expressive and never overbearing, which can be uh, the challenge in uh, trying not to, yeah, for, for these arrangements not to be overbearing when it comes to a project like this. Certainly, uh, this was not the case here. They're wonderful and wonderfully aligned with Sosa's own art form, which we all know and love. Absolutely. I love Luciana Souza. I love what she can do with a concept album. I especially loved uh, her album about the uh, interpreting the poetry of Pablo Neruda. So oh, yes. this was a fantastic album as well. Uh, we'll move along to my next pick, my number four. That would be the latest from pianist Christian Sands. Uh, came out on Mac Avenue. It is called Be Water. Uh, Christian Sands is just a wonderfully versatile pianist. Um, from For this album, he took inspiration. He drew inspiration um, from this famous statement by Bruce Lee. You know, be water, my friends. Water can flow or it can crash. It can fit into the vessel that contains it. Uh, and this album is indeed very, very fluid. Um, there is some straight ahead jazz on there. There's a cover of Solar on there. Uh, but the original compositions, I think, on this album are what uh, really shine. Again, there's just a sense of fluidity, of never settling, of constant progression. It's a really cool listen. It's got Marcus Strickland uh, on this album, Clarence Penn on drums, uh, Marvin Sewell on guitar, Steve Davis on trombone, Sean, jo uh, Sean Jones makes an appearance on uh, trumpet as well and uh yeah yasushi nakamura plays the bass it's a great album super tight trio and uh, includes even some audio clips of the late great bruce lee espousing this philosophy of be water my friends yeah it's a great album i love that album too great pick <laughs> all right so we come to the final album of uh for this video because uh part one that's right part one part one we got to say part one so we have all the time in the world to kind of just uh, think about it a little more and maybe maybe mention other albums that uh that we missed out on for this video There's maybe feature some that we hear in the comments here oh yeah please do part two so again if you're watching live if you're watching uh in rerun go ahead and let us know what your favorite album is and we'll go through it for part two
Exactly. I'm looking forward to it, the recommendations. But for now, I've got to end my run of picks with one that I've already had many chances to sing the praises of in previous videos. But I felt I felt I had to mention uh, because this is uh, the first part at, uh, where we highlight uh, albums that uh, were some of our favorites from this year, from 2020. And it's, of course, Ella Fitzgerald's uh, uh, um, Berlin Lost Tapes. Um, so, uh, well, of course, this is a f- full live set of Ella Fitzgerald goodness in Berlin with a trio from uh, 1962 and uh, what more can I say really except that the best thing about this album when I've said this before is that uh, there's a raw quality to it and you really do get the impression of being uh, among the crowd if you close your eyes uh, because of that I mean it's just uh, you know she's doing her thing on stage and she's absolutely wonderful uh, one of a kind the first lady of song definitely the fact that uh, we're still getting long delayed releases of this type of material is also a wonderful opportunity for me to say and this is partly the reason why I included uh, this this album uh, in this video uh, to highlight the importance of art and music preservation at large. We've been getting great uh, reissues this year because although we do try to feature the new, new music in these videos, it's important to say that uh, uh, we've also been getting some really great archi- uh, releases from archives never before uh, released, but also uh, new versions of uh, classics. And uh, it's great because it uh, it really preserves the tradition of the language and the evolution of jazz music, which uh, we all love, of course, because otherwise we wouldn't be doing this. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, this was definitely an important document. I love Ella, and to see the live side of her uh, is just incredible. R- reveals a whole new side of Ella Fitzgerald. So great pick to end again part one of the best albums of 2020. Uh, We will be returning next week with part two, so stay tuned. My final pick of the night is going to be, you know, Blue Note has a long tradition of super groups. You think of New Direction, you think of the Blue Note 7. And this is their latest. It is Artemis. This is their self-titled release, Artemis. Um, This group formed back in 2017. They had an amazing show at the Newport Jazz Festival, and they said to themselves, you know, we should record something, and that's exactly what they did. Check out this super group, Matt. Uh, Rennie Rosenice on piano, uh, Anat Cohen on woodwinds, Melissa Aldana on tenor sax, Ingrid Jensen on trumpet, Noriko Ueda on bass, Allison Miller on drums, and Cecile McLaurin-Salvant on vocals. I mean, that's just a lot of star power in one group. And the album, as you might expect, is excellent. I mean, uh, all these songs, they feel new, they feel inspired, you know, and yet at the same time, they kind of trade in grooves, in rhythms, and of course, that feels so comfortable, so comfortable. Listening to this album, it's kind of that, kind of the uh, new and familiar feel. I just felt so good to listen to this album. Um, they do a wonderful cover of The Sidewinder, Lee Morgan's The Sidewinder on there, on there, uh, which is one of my favorite compositions. And of course, transform it in a way that, like I say, makes it feel fresh, uh, but still re- retains that soul, uh, you know, that undeniable soul of the original. Um, the group Artemis is named after a Goddess of the Hunt and uh, the title track called The Goddess of the Hunt, rather, uh, the, the track The Goddess of the Hunt uh, is a real power statement, you know, and uh, like I say, this is this is a super group by any definition of the word. I hope, I pray that we can hear more from this group um, and to see them live one day, eventually, when all this is behind us, uh, would be something else. So had to include it. This was a great album. Cannot recommend it enough. Uh, Artemis, their Blue Note debut. Their yeah. debut as a group. Yeah. 
wonderful, wonderful stuff. I, I love that album as well. Great pick. And uh, it's been fun. It's been fun. Absolutely. It is kind of fun going through kind of our favorite albums of the year. Again, it's been an interesting year for jazz and artists have risen to the occasion by offering us this great music. That's why it's so impossible to narrow this down to just 10. You know, I mean, we could do 100, 300, 1,000 greatest albums um, of the year uh, because artists have really been the way we've gotten through this, a lot of us. So, And you know what else it is, Brian? It's like, you know, there's probably some music out there that we from that was released this year that we haven't even listened to yet even though like we're caught we constantly have to listen to new music there's definitely some stuff out there that we look forward to discovering in 2021 or any other year that was released i mean we can't we've all been a little preoccupied with life uh so yeah there's a lot of stuff that we'll be rediscovering um you know in the year ahead but we've gotten plenty of recommendations joyce listened a lot to i know can we see over the minute but she's got a lot of recommendations dan tepfer uh dan tepfer uh who's been doing a lot of interesting things with musical technology the emmett cohen's new album is awesome um yeah nicole zoriaitis great recommendations here joyce um a long list so this was fun we're looking forward to doing part two again next thursday hey while i have us here matt we should mention that our december issue uh, our jazz in cinema issue has just been mailed to subscribers. So if you are sub- a subscriber, you can expect this thing in your mailbox very, very soon. Um, if you're a digital subscriber, you can access it right now. You can access it right now on jazzes.com. I love this little image on the cover here of the camera inside the guy's head. Um, but this is a really cool issue. We talk to jazz musicians about their favorite movies. We talk to uh, documentary filmmakers about documentaries about jazz. Uh, we recommend some jazz documentaries. We recommend some jazz soundtracks. We talk about Duke Ellington and his legacy on the silver screen. Not to mention reviews, interviews, jazz news, all the stuff you come to expect from an issue of uh Jazz's magazine. Again, this one is being mailed out to subscribers now, but you don't have to wait. If you have a digital subscription, go ahead and access it online, jazzes.com. And if you don't, sign up now. It's only 99 cents for three months of unlimited digital access. So, Matt, I know you're our yeah. resident movie buff. You've probably already tucked into this album. Um, I got really uh, proud of it. Yeah, I got to say, uh, it just so happens that today marks the um, 90th birth, uh, birthday of Jean-Luc Godard, the great French uh, New Wave filmmaker, and he's used lots of great um, jazz music in his films. In fact, I believe ECM has got uh, lots of <laughs> stuff dedicated to him, which you you might want to check out. Uh, you know, So uh, happy birthday, Jean-Luc Godard as well. Very he good. might be watching. Perfect occasion. <laughs> Uh, Jean Luc Godard. What better way to celebrate your birthday than watching a live stream on Jazz's YouTube? Come on. That's right. (laughs) Well, hey, man, Matt, this has been a pleasure. Again, I'll see you next week for part two. And then later in the month, we're, of course, going to be celebrating our favorite jazz holiday albums. Mm. Because to me, it's not the holiday season until you hear that uh, uh, Vince Guaraldi, you know. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) exactly. That's what really rings in the season for me. Definitely. All right, Matt. Again, people watching, thank you for watching. Please follow us on Facebook. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Hit the notification bell uh, so that you know when we're going live. And yes, if you're watching it in in rerun, let us know your favorite albums. We will talk about them next episode because that's the point of Crate Digging, to share these great albums with the jazz community. Matt, 
Thanks as always, man. Bye-bye. So long, everybody. Ciao.